0: Hi, and welcome to our chat. It's season two, episode one, and it's all about how we can raise our Christian kids in a non-Christian society. Take it away, Pastor Brett.
1: This is Pastor Brett, and uh, usually I'm not on this podcast, but uh, I figured I'd give Pastor Tricia and Pastor Wayne a little bit of a break. And so I'm joining you today, and I'm so excited today because joining me today is Bev Graham. And Bev is the Kids Ministry Director for the Eastern Ontario Nunavut District for the PAOC. In other words, as I like to put it simply, she is the ki- She is the pastor of Children's Pastors. So Bev, <laughs> it is so great to have you today. Um, and why don't you just take a few moments and just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, thanks, Brett, Pastor Brett, for allowing me to come and share today on this podcast. I appreciate your heart. And although it's been quite the adventure coming to a new position during COVID, uh, you're stuck with uh, you stuck to it with the determination and grace, and I'm excited to see hear what God's doing in Aurora as you walk through some of the doors that God's opening for you. So thank you for letting me come. So a little bit about myself, I've been here in this position for just over three years part time. So I supply at a daycare center in my hometown, which I love because it's kind of the best of both worlds. I get to hang out with people who love kids and then I get to be with kids. And previously I was the children's pastor at Norwood Pentecostal for 14 years actually and supplied on the side to support my habit. Um, being an educational assistant, so it was a neat combination. Being able to do those two jobs as well together. I'm also actively involved in missions with Haiti whenever I can. Obviously, COVID has put a little bit of a halt on that, but we're still able to to be um, in Haiti and active. And I'm the proud mother of three lovely girls and a wife to the awesome Pete Graham. So that's a little bit about me.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. So. Kind of like the point of this podcast is, there's a lot of things going on in our world right now, and with that comes a lot of questions about uh, how we're doing children's ministry today, what children's ministry is today, uh, and so with that, um, with you having a more, uh, I guess, broad perspective of how children's ministry is going on across Ontario, maybe even Canada, uh, we just, I just want to know what. What can you tell people? What is your heart and vision for children's ministry today?
0: So my heart here at the office is to continue to develop and equip pastors and leaders to lead during a very interesting time, for sure, Um, and help them as they establish new ministries to children in the community, because I think COVID has actually opened doors, uh, which is interesting, and also to continue to develop healthy ministries that build a solid biblical foundation for children if they've ever needed Jesus now is the time it's been a really up and down time they've had uh, people in and out of their lives different lockdowns things like that and so it's a really important time right now for children to hope of Jesus and the cool thing is Jesus valued children so when we welcome them in his name then uh it just kind of blows my mind that in children's ministry, when we spend time with children, we get to know Jesus better. And so, my hope and vision for children's ministry would be that we would reach kids, that they would know him, that they will then go and to, or grow more in him and then go and tell others about him. So, as I was supplying uh, at one of the schools this summer, at one of the daycare centers, this little girl looked at me right in the eyes and said that she didn't believe in God, but she believed in Satan and in hell. And I guess it really shook me to realize that a little person in a small community like I live in had never really known who Jesus was. And so it has put a little fire in my passion. I'm always passionate about children's ministry, but it has added a little extra burden obviously from the Lord to really establish children's ministry in every town and community and city so that more children will actually know about the the love of Jesus for sure.
1: That's Awesome because mm-hmm. you shared that with that that with me before and mm-hmm. every time I hear that I just think of like Matthew 28 where it says go and make disciples of mm-hmm. all nations or like Matthew 19 where Jesus says, "Let all the children come to me And Absolutely. I think that vision right there is to the core of those two passages that every kid ha- needs to have an opportunity to hear and to know about Jesus. And so sure. obviously over the last one and a half two years, um, that's changed a lot in the sense of how we can do that and how churches can be missional and going about that. So from your perspective, how, has, uh, I guess, COVID-19 or COVID-21, now that we're in <laughs> 2021, how has it challenged and reshaped us as a church in kids' ministry?
0: Yeah, well, when I talk to children's pastors, I find it interesting. You can generally see how things are going when you ask them what you can pray for, <laughs> and one of the main things that I'm finding is that they really need wisdom, and because there's so many protocols and we wanna keep kids safe, as well as our volunteers safe, we need a lot of wisdom. And also uh, as ministry might look a little different, we wanna continue ministry even when things um, look differently, obviously. And so wisdom is one of the main things Um, and how to be creative as well, because it might look a little different how we are going to reach those little people in in our churches as well as the ones outside of our churches. And the other request is for volunteers. And it's a difficult time. A lot of our volunteers work all week with masks and things on. Um, they have, some of them are more vulnerable because of their health conditions. So it's actually quite difficult to find the people. And it's not a new problem. Even in God's word, he says, you know, the laborers are few. But I think it's reshaped in that we've had to simplify But we also need to be creative in um, how we're going to minister the gospel and be willing to step out of our comfort zones and still do what God's called us to do, even in a a difficult time. And one of the things I thought was really interesting for volunteer-wise is that uh, even Harvard, uh, their center of the development developing child, sorry, released a study saying every child who winds up doing well has had at least one stable and committed relationship with a supportive adult. And if we've ever needed someone to pour into a child's life, it's now. And this was from 2015. Just imagine these children that have been um, isolated for some time. They, Mm -hmm. your People's volunteering and helping in children's ministry is super important for children. And someone just to pray over them and to support parents is uh, essential. So I just think uh, we're definitely an essential service right now.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Mm -hmm. And like with, I guess with just like you're talking about the need for wisdom and the need for volunteers, and I think that those two kind of come together because I. I would like to say that with the more people you have coming together to do a ministry, the more wisdom there tends to be, or the better, <laughs> the the better wisdom there True. tends to be at some points too. So mm-hmm. what, like at this very moment, what do you think is the one thing uh, we as the church are missing when it comes uh, to children and their needs?
0: Well, as a church, we have everything we need. We have Jesus. But I think what's really important now, what really kind of struck me when I was looking at that question was um, in Psalm 78, 4, it says, we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. And I think if there's anything the church really needs to do right now what it's missing is it's had a a bit of a break where they haven't been able to necessarily reach the children the same way. and so I would say calling the church to tell of the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord so that instead of dividing us with opinions and our you know all those different things um that we need to be proclaiming Jesus and telling of his praiseworthy deeds right now, what he's done and what he's about to do because we definitely need the hope of the hope of God right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you, so to add on to that, where do you think, where do you think that starts? Do you think that has to start with us as uh, ministers of God's word, or do you think it starts with uh children do you think it starts in the home where do you think that starts
0: oh good question (laughs) um i think i guess it depends where we're coming from Mm -hmm. and what stage of life you're in (laughs) i think that would all depend on where that comes from i think that you're never too young i think even last night, it was at our children's ministry program, and one of the little girls from my VBS group was there. It, it was, it was um, her grandmother had uh, started her in children's or, uh, started in children's ministry at her church, and then she had moved to our town during COVID, and so they hadn't found a church. And so I think sometimes it comes from right from the very oldest in our congregations to be telling the praiseworthy deeds. And then it comes, then I listened to her telling about how God has helped her through prayer, even though she's had no church except for one week of VBS in six months. um, She was telling another little girl about prayer. And I just, it just really struck me that it could be, I think it starts with us pastors making that um, priority to tell. And then I think it, also depends on children and adults. I think we all just have to come together as a church to fill in the needs and to dispel the lies that Satan has told our kids online and in media and even just different relationships that they might have. I think we just have to come together as a, as a whole church.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And it's hard because as we've as we come through a lot of isolated seasons, it's easier mm-hmm. to feed into those lies or feed into things going around around us. And we might not even notice it for kids, but they do like kids hear more than we think they hear and mm-hmm. they believe more than we think they might believe. So
0: absolutely, yeah,
1: that's key. So mm-hmm. for parents today, what are three practical ways a parent can uh, equip their child spiritually at home? My nice.
0: Uh, having been a parent of three girls it's been a wild ride um, but my <laughs> my advice coming out on the side of it would be uh, to keep your eyes on Jesus. I mean just like Peter as soon as he started to kind of look around and doubt a little bit he started to sink and I think sometimes as parents um, we can do the same. We get so busy uh, making money for that vacation or you know, trying to put food on the table, whatever it might be, both moms and dads. I think sometimes we can get our eyes off the Lord and we, we lose our creativity of how to, how to, um, keep our children in the word, those types of things, as well as our own spiritual health so that we can be spiritually healthy for our children. So that would be my first piece of advice is turn to him for everything. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah sometimes you forget, but uh, it's a little crazy. But, and my other thing I would say is establish some routines. So that's diff- difficult, I think, but praying on your way to the school, on the way to school or your Bible before bed, just having those routines where you bring spiritual times into your home. And it's not like I, I think we all have time for a, an hour Bible study or something together necessarily, but It's bringing those natural spiritual rhythms and that means keeping healthy ourselves, right? Spiritually. But even with my one little girl, she was scared of uh, the dark. So, you know, we had the CD player where she could push play or whatever and put her Jesus music on, but even things like that. And then talking about it later, you know, see how God helped you when you were scared there, he'll also help you at school. And I think anxiety and things like that are really high, but when we establish the routines where we turn to God first, we ask God first. Um, A lot of those things start to dispel as we practice those spiritual foundations. So that would be something I would encourage. And if you, and ask your friends or other Christian parents, how do you do it? Because you don't have to figure it all out on your own on the fly. (laughs) I would ask another parent, um, or someone that you admire whose children, you know, are serving the Lord, say, Hey, what did you guys do in your home? Like take advice from someone. Don't uh, don't be embarrassed to ask what in the world they did to keep saying. <laughs> and one other piece of advice would be the church connection. I think it's important. Um, you know, I would tell my kids something and then they come home and go, I learned this at church today. I'm thinking, I have literally told you this for three or four years of your life. And just someone else speaking into their life and praying over them or allowing them to be vulnerable. I think this is huge. So having another mentor in their life that loves Jesus. And so that's where, you know, children's pastors, um, even just another person in the congregation and serving together. Uh, it's, it's huge. And we're busy as a pastors in our home, trying to uh you know, do ministry and serve, but I would go and pick my kids friends up from goodness knows where, even though, you know, <laughs> absolute crazy on a Sunday morning, but those types of things that uh, serving together, attending church, that's just what our family does. We go to church and, um, it's easier when it's a little more, um, difficult as a junior high or a senior high if you've already got friends established in the church and this is just what we do our family does it tends to be so much easier for them to have someone pouring into their life and for god's word to be alive and active in their life so those would be my my three things keep your eyes on jesus establish some routines and get to church (laughs) get some uh get some spiritual advice on your with your children so
1: So it's cool because one thing that we've been uh, kind of pushing and promoting as a church over the course of this year has been uh, the phrase doing life together and doing life together essentially falls into those three points of keeping our eyes on Jesus, um, doing life together as a family and then having others to do life with and to learn Mm -hmm. from and uh, grow with. So for the AC uh, family that is listening. I think Bev just broke down down doing life together quite well without even knowing. Um, Yeah, so I guess final question would be, uh, what is the best piece of advice you could give a parent today?
0: Wow. Well, I'd like to start encouraging the praying grandparents and the aunts and uncles because you wouldn't believe in my 14 years of ministry, how many times I would have this random foster child show up, have a child come that, knew, and they always had a praying grandma or a praying aunt or something in the background, almost always. And even just um, the little, two little girls that were new in my VBS group this year, both of them said, you know, I would go to my grandma's church, but but, and I just thought, of course, there's a praying grandma. That's how you showed up at our PDS our this summer. Of course you did, right? Um, but so I would start by encouraging you to pray, continue to pray and to continue to speak into your children's and grandchildren's and, you know, the people who you have influence with their lives. But for parents, um, I always, at, going through teenage years with my girls, I would say I keep them close. So if they have a boyfriend, I also keep them close. <laughs> They're <laughs> close. <laughs> we kept them close in our home. So we would open our home and even though it was absolute, you know, sometimes your house wasn't as tidy as you'd like before the game comes or um, you know, you're taking that boyfriend on a vacation, whatever it happens to be, but keeping them close. Um, the verse that really struck me was First Peter 4, and it's actually 8 to 11, so it's a few verses, but I'm just going to read it. To Basically, what it comes down to is love each other deeply, yeah. and there is a parent love, but when your kids are really being a rascal sometimes, um, that reminder to love deeply as deeply as Christ loves you, even when you screw up, or when you're not being the best parent, or you might have yelled this morning, or whatever it might have been, love deeply, and Uh, So the verse says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. And your children have many gifts and they might not be yours, but you need to be (laughs) encouraging them and putting them first as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of God, the strength God provides, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And I just thought, love deeply. And that includes loving the people that you're just doing life with around your neighbor, your, you know, the random kid that shows up at your house and wants to stay for good. Like it just love deeply. <laughs> that would be my advice for uh, an encouragement for for you as a parent or grandparent.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. It's such a simple truth, but has pr- a profound emphasis emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't mind, just before we come to it, an and would you pray for um, a parent that might be listening or a grandparent that might be listening? Uh, just... For them to feel more equipped uh, and just maybe to have some wisdom, more wisdom as we've kind of talked about in this podcast. So if you.
0: Yes, I'd love to. Absolutely. God, we're so very, very thankful for your love. And God, we just pray that you will help us to love each other deeply, help us to love those in our churches and in our families and Lord I just pray for each little person that is uh, close to whoever's listening to this podcast God you know the plans you have for them and Father I pray that this will encourage them to reach out to share you with others and God help us to speak as you would want us to the very your very words God and that we will serve in doing so with your strength that you provide so that you may be praised. And we're just so very thankful. I pray your blessing over the Aurora Church, Father, that they will be a light and a beacon during this difficult time, and that many people will come to know you through them. In your precious holy name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Bratt. We hope that was a blessing to you as you continue to point your kids to Jesus. Join Pastor Brett next month. He will be interviewing Jeremy Albrecht, Eastern Ontario District's Youth Director. Thanks for listening.